Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Good morning. This is Kevin White. It is December the 8th, almost time for Christmas. And I want to welcome you to the Audacious Generosity Show. So Christmas is all about giving, and I have a gift for you today. Last week, we actually began listening to an excerpt of the audiobook for my new book, Audacious Generosity. In case you haven't heard yet, Audacious Generosity was an instant international number one bestseller on Amazon in not just one, but in six categories, two in India, four in the USA. And I am so grateful to the Lord for his grace and opportunity to publish Audacious Generosity. I am convinced it is a great word from God that will absolutely transform the nations. It is available in ebook, paperback, hardback, and audiobook on Amazon, Google, Apple, Barnes and Nobles, all the major stores around the world. I hope you have purchased it. I hope you have read it or in the process of reading it or listening to it. And I hope that you will receive God's blessings through Audacious Generosity. I'd love to hear from you. Please WhatsApp me or email me at kevin at kevinwhite.us. I appreciate everyone listening to the show in the USA, Thailand, India, Lufthansa, South Korea, Iran, even the Alan Islands. Thank you for listening to the show. So one of the verses that has guided me my whole life is Matthew chapter 7, verse 11. It says, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And it's those Two words that are haunting because they say, who ask him? Three words. Those three words that are haunting because they say, who ask him? You know, the problem is the vast majority of us are not waking up in the morning asking God for more. And I am sharing with you an excerpt from the audio book of audacious generosity. And we're going to pick up where we left off last week. If you didn't catch part one, you'll want to go back and listen to the December 1st episode. And today is part two of Ask God for More. It's a gift I want to give to you. Here, let's play the excerpt. What God's more is and is not. If you think asking God for more is about more cars, houses, parking spaces, and followers on social media, then you're going to be frustrated unless you're asking for these things for him. God's more is always more of himself or more for himself. I hope you will allow this truth to bring you freedom. I understand it can seem disappointing at first. 
I've been so covered up in need before that more of God's presence was the last thing I thought I needed. I get it. When we're looking over a stack of bills, it seems obvious that what we need is more money. When our stomachs are growling from hunger, it seems obvious that what we need is more food. Let's be real. When we feel scared or alone, we crave a physical hug from a live person, not just a Bible verse. To ask God for more is to ask for more of God. Here are four things God's more is not. Number one, God's more is not us bossing God around. Number two, God's more is not about material entitlement. Number three, God's more is not about giving in order to gain. Number four, God's more is not about our faith being some force that guarantees prosperity. Is it okay with you that the more God wants you to experience is more of himself? I can understand if you were hoping to experience more success, influence, or respect. I did. We all do. Actually, life is full of a variety of mores we'd love to experience. God created every more known to man. Don't dare think God only offers more of himself. He loves to give us desires and then fulfill those desires. But God's greatest gift will always be his presence. Asking God for more is about asking for more of God or more for God. I had to allow God to redeem the word more. It won't surprise me if you have ever considered the word more to be a bad word. I did. I suspect we all do. We are taught not to be ungrateful. We are taught not to be greedy. Let me share with you how I was told we can't be a Christian and ask God for more. During my senior year of high school, when God called me into the ministry, it was right in the middle of the rise and fall of the PTL Praise the Lord Club, led by the Reverend Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. What started out as a ministry of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ turned into an elaborate fundraising scheme in order to maintain the Baker's lavish lifestyle all in the name of ministry. With tears in their eyes for the poor, they collected millions of dollars from well-meaning donors only to buy extravagant houses, multiple Rolls-Royce cars, jet airplanes, and even air-conditioned dog houses. They started building a Christian version of Disney World, which included a vacation timeshare that they illegally oversold. People were shocked when they couldn't book their week at the resort. The scandal went on to include sex, drugs, and lavish greed. It all happened within 100 miles of where I grew up. The first time I met my wife's father before we were married, he asked me if I was going to be a televangelist and make them all rich too. That was seriously his idea of ministry. Everyone, even those outside the church, knew about this scandal. 
the world knew it as the laughingstock of Saturday Night Live. I was entering ministry in the midst of this toxic environment. It was common for every conversation about God, the church, or Christianity to include jokes about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. To say there was harsh judgment and condemnation against the prosperity gospel is putting it lightly. The church's response was that we most definitely should not be asking God for more. I don't mean a subtle suggestion. I mean like a bold, how dare you be a Christian and ask God for more. I agree that unless it comes straight from the mouth of God, we're wasting our time with name it and claim it Christianity. I remember thinking, so I have received the gospel but it is wrong to be prospered? If the gospel isn't prosperous, then why have it? I can't be around Jesus and he not prosper me. Being far from God and being raised to life in Christ is prosperity. If that's not prosperity, then I don't know what is. I refuse to believe that the gospel isn't prosperous. God wants to redeem the word more. God wants us to start asking for more. Nobody wants you to have more than God, except that God's more is always more of himself or more for himself. Wanting and having more is not selfish or sinful. It is where we find our more and what we do with it that can be selfish or sinful. The enemy is sneaky. He has taken the ugly sin of greed and attached the word more to it. He knows that if he can stop you from asking God for more, then he can kill your purpose. God wants to redeem the word more. He wants it back. If you don't remember anything else I say, remember God wants you to have more. Now let's learn all we can about God's more. God's more is conditional on our intent. Let me share with you another important truth. God's more starts and ends with God's intentions. In John 6, we have the record of the feeding of the multitude. Scripture clearly states that Jesus already knew what he intended to do. We watch a miracle unfold as one little boy's lunch is used to feed over 15,000 people. It started and ended with God's intentions. In John chapter 6, verses 5 through 6, we read, Therefore Jesus Lifting up his eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? This he was saying to test him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. N-A-S-B. In James 4, we are warned about having selfish intentions. Scripture actually states that we don't receive from God because our intentions are not pure. James 4 verses 2 and 3 says, Yet you don't have what you want 
because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure, NLT. I need you to get this truth down deep inside you. God's more starts and ends with God's intentions. By this, I mean God's more is always to fulfill his purposes for his glory. God's more is always conditional on our willingness to ask with a purity of intent. The whole idea is to set apart God's more for his glory. As children of God, his blessings like his presence, peace, and power to us are guaranteed. He can only bless us. Why did God trust me with huge quantities of food for needy families? He trusted me because I was willing to give it away for his purposes and for his glory. Drum roll, please. Are you ready for God to reveal his master plan? God told Philip, you give them something to eat. Mark 6, verse 37. God told Peter, feed my sheep. John 21, verse 17. I have come to the conclusion God is alternately saying, you can stop asking only for yourself. He is saying, I've got you. What about others? You are mine. What about others? I've guaranteed with my own character that I'm going to feed you. What about others? James 4 Verses 2 through 3 is worth repeating. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. NLT. Suppose you and I go to God saying, Father, I need more money to buy groceries. We should not be shocked when God says, Take part of what you have and share it with the single mom next door who doesn't know how her family will eat tonight. This kind of illogical instruction from God will always seem reckless. This will seem like a reckless inconsideration of your family's need for food. Even so, please just do it. Setting God free and living recklessly for God is where you will begin to experience more from God than you ever thought possible. The Bible contains multiple stories of people who gave to others thinking it would jeopardize their survival only for God to use it to bring revival. Every person in the Bible who lived recklessly for God not only survived but thrived. On the authority of God's word, this will happen in your life too. God is faithful and will not fail you. Will you allow God to give through you? Where are the people of God who are willing to pray in the following way? Father, give me salary so that others can have a salary. Give me Bibles so others can have a Bible. Give me houses so others can have houses. God is waiting on those who will pray. Father, 
Let me build someone else a house. Let me buy someone else a car. Let me give away more than I live on so others might have eternal life. Let me distribute 100,000 Bibles to unreached souls without a Bible. Let me pay for someone else to go to college. God's more is conditional on our intent. Why is asking God for more so important? Our first granddaughter was born in January 2020. This beautiful little girl has captivated our hearts like none other. From the moment she was born, she has not stopped wanting more. She wants more food, more sleep, more clean diapers, more food, more sleep, more clean diapers. She never stops wanting more. We would never judge her and tell her wanting more is sinful. Her heavenly father created her to cry when she doesn't get more. I refuse to perceive her cry for more as bad. Asking God for more is important because it honors God's plan and provision about where we find our help. Asking God for more reminds us that he is God and we are not. It's hard for us to ask for help, and often it is challenging to admit that we are in need. Sometimes we even pressure ourselves to show God that we are good. We definitely don't want to come across as ungrateful for what we have already received. It can even be embarrassing to need more. But God's ways are higher. Through Jesus, he has already done for us what we could not do for ourselves. He's looking for dependency, not self-sufficiency. He has so much more to give us than we could ever ask for or imagine. It focuses our dependence to be on him, not ourselves or others. Often when I take mission teams over to India, they are shocked by the visual reality of idol worship. There are idols of worship in their homes, shops, and fields. Idols are on the dash of the cars and even in the middle of the roads. These idols may be man-made figurines of an elephant god, a monkey god, or other various religious figures. The worshipers put flower garlands around the necks of the idols, burn candles and incense to them, and put food and drinks out in front of them. Now, before we judge those who worship idols made from human hands, Americans face an even bigger problem. At least the people of India are honest. You can clearly see when they are looking to something else instead of Jesus for their more. Most Americans, myself included, are not so obvious. We idolize our bodies, money, careers, houses, and friends. America is just as full of false idols. We just don't display them out in front of everyone. We flash our cars, big houses, and credit cards. If anything, we are worse off in that we live in denial. We can worship Jesus and a bunch of other idols and no one even has to know. What results from asking God for more? Asking God for more will force you to set God free. As we experience more of God's presence, we start 
understanding his values, his motives, his desires, his plan, his will, and on and on. We can't keep asking God for more only to then put him in a box. That won't work. You'll have no choice but to set God free. The day you stop asking God for more will be the day after you stop setting God free. There isn't a Christian on the planet who doesn't need this daily tension and confrontation. This is the pathway to spiritual transformation. The presence of God is worth the adjustments we have to make to live in his presence. The very purpose of our existence is to experience God. Even the demons know God, but they don't experience him. The more of him we experience, the more of him we receive. What results from asking God for more is finding our God-given mission. Did you find forgiveness of your sins? Good. There's more. Help others find forgiveness for their sins too. Have you received a peace that surpasses all understanding? Good. God has more. So take some for others. Asking God for more results in having purpose and meaning in your life. Did Mother Teresa have some connection with God that was only available to her? How about Billy Graham, John Wesley, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, George Mueller? The answer is no. Every one of them experienced, received, and gave more than they ever thought possible. They experienced, received, and gave. They experienced, received, and gave. The first step toward audacious generosity is setting God free. Setting God free happens by daily asking God for more. I want to challenge you to make the theme of your every prayer to ask God for more. So welcome back to the Audacious Generosity Show. We've been listening to the excerpt of the audiobook from Audacious Generosity and part two in this chapter, Ask God for More. I am committing the rest of my life to encouraging and empowering you and everyone to ask God for more. We need to make it a daily habit of our life to ask God for more. And I hope by listening to this chapter, you are poised in your spirit to do just that. I want you to wake up every single day asking God for more. I want Ephesians 3, 20 and 21 to pound in your mind and in your heart. And Matthew 7, verse 11, to pound in your mind and your heart. Let me share that passage with you right before we conclude. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? So let's make it a point to ask God for more. In the context of what I've shared in this chapter, ask God for more. I can't wait to meet you back here again next week on the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Have a great week. God bless you. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission.
Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today.